Yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a break. It was a little bit of a, bit of a forced break. We um, we took a little bit of time because you are like audit, Mr. Audit Machine over here. Yeah, I've just been busy with work since Jeez. like the beginning of October. So that uh, it's been, I've just been, it's just been, been slammed. And been then, slammed. Um, and then you got sick. <laughs> the kids coughed in my face. Yeah. And gave me whatever kids give people. Yeah. Dude, I think like it might have been that RSV or whatever they're calling it. Like that. Remember that thing used to hit us when we were in like fifth grade, and then we didn't have a name for it. We just called it the flu. We yeah. Were, like, really waste. Like you get totally trashed by it. Now yeah, yeah. You were, you, yeah, you were just you were totally screwed. I was a week of just yeah. like destroyed. Mm-hmm. Then I remembered I had those pills from like the surgery. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna take those pills. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take one of them and just like knock Friday off the map. Yeah. And it just didn't exist. Friday Friday went away. It's good. Uh, yeah, you need you need that rest. Felt a million times better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rest is super important. It is. Yeah, but yeah, that it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we haven't been like chitty chatting every single day about things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Stuff and things that we're into to mm-hmm. keep you people entertained because that's what we're here for. Um, if you're looking up, if you if you see all that, you see see that up there, and uh, you see that on the side next to you over there, and then on the side next to me over here, that's the new logo. We yeah, can't see. We it. can't see it. We can't see it yeah. here. I just wanted to make this thing where we like look around, and be like, yeah, look at the new look of the yeah. frame. Well, it's a new frame with we'll, our new colors. Yeah, we'll fix that in post. I'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> that, that title of this episode, yeah. fix it in post. Fix it in post. Um, because it's like you know we're into winter now. It's the the winter season. Mm-hmm. We're um, we're moving. We're making a hard push into YouTube. Mm-hmm. We've already got that uh, hard push into Spotify that worked out really well. Yeah. Um, and now it's a hard push into YouTube. Let's see if we can make that, uh, that YouTube uh, money. Yeah, that exactly. YouTube cheddar. We're even going to show a little product that we're going to link in the description below that I've been using with the kids. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Some fun stuff, and then we'll link that. And if mm-hmm. you like it and you buy it, then we get some cheddar from that. Some uh, some of that stuff is happening now. Look at how look at how we've grown. Yeah. You, you know what the thing is? I, was, on your I, face. I, know, I was just looking at our... Um, I was looking at, at our very first... Uh, my, the first episode that I was on, this was like in 2018. No, no, no. Before that, 16. Before that, 16. Okay, yeah. yeah you I, were you were on like the third episode. Yeah, I think this was... Um, yeah, it was just... I think it was... I think Raji was on. Yeah, I think it was the episode... It was Mel Gibson one. Mm-hmm. And, um, the infamous Mel Gibson one? Yeah. Like, we look totally different. <laughs> the we, tone, everything. is like, I don't like the clothes I was wearing. I don't know those things anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the way we looked, the way we sounded, mm-hmm. our, uh, our complete lack of ability to speak on a podcast. Oh, my God. So bad. We yeah. were pretty bad, dude. And now mm. it's just like the... I mean, like, our, even our intro today is just... It's not like it was a, a boring, casual, I didn't know where to go with intro. It's just, we just like, we're so used to it now. Yeah. We basically just start talking and that's all there is. Yeah. I just, yeah, I didn't, like, I was like... My God, that look what I look like without a beard. Like I was like, holy crap! It's it's it was so long ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But um, growth is good. I mean, if you look at all those podcasts you loved, and you listen to the first versions of them, and you listen to the ones you like now mm-hmm. from the same guys, they, they all sound different. Everybody sounds different. That's true. Yeah, everybody gets better at what they do. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable up here. Yeah, it's just a relaxing. You don't feel there's no stress. You just come up here and just talk about like stuff that we're into, and uh, right. hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Well, they are enjoying it because yeah. the numbers are getting higher. I just want you guys to follow us to YouTube. Yeah, so come, yeah can, come on that ride with us. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, if you're listening to us, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of ugly, and it's fun to look at that, too. Well, I mean, I am a troll. 
I mean, you're fine. You're an average-looking human being. You've got normal height and symmetrical features. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Actually, I, you know what? I just bought a pair of running shoes that like yeah. that have an inch and a half sole. Oh, jeez. So when I wear them, I like I'm I'm over I'm six I'm over six feet tall. Jeez. It's so it's weird looking like weird. Just it it even that small little like that small little uh, increment. Yes. Makes you feel like you're a totally different person. It. Yeah. It does. I've got a yeah. pair of dress shoes like that where I'll go to like a wedding or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're nicer shoes. I don't wear them for the height because I, I don't really care. Yeah. 5'9 is my jam. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But they'll put me at like, you know, just around 5'11. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at people. I'm like, I'm looking down on people. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You tiny little human being way down there. Go get me a drink. Yeah. Like, look at them. That's how big they are. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Those... Look, man, like all your shoes are from 1930 or 2032. Yeah. <laughs> all your shoes are from like 20 years from now, 10 years from now. Yeah. These are, um, and these are super comfortable. Like, yeah. I bet they are. Look at yeah, them. Let's yeah. show the fine viewers what that shoe looks like. That will give them a reason to, to tune in onto the YouTube broadcast. All these shoes are from the future. Those are not shoes from today. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's shoes like uh Yeah, so those are the cloud monsters. They're um cloud. the white ones are, are they they say limited condition limited edition, but they're they're available. That's a final fantasy but, shoe. Um, yeah, but they're just uh um holy crap, they're so comfortable. I was just wearing them around the house just to like break them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like they're just it's like Yeah, it's like you're walking on air basically. Yeah, you just don't have to and then that's that, that, that tall that. feeling. Yeah, it's great. Like I, 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 the superiority yeah, complex. Yeah, you, it gives you one. You're just like, I, yeah, I enjoy. You it. want to take over some shit? Yeah, I want to take over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna march into Poland. Yeah. So yeah, I just want. Yeah, I just feel good with them. I'm just like, I'm like, I like that feeling of being tall. Yeah. Because I'm about average height for a guy, five ten. But like, uh, um, but yeah, being six foot is like great. Makes you feel pretty good. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> it make you feel good. Yeah. As soon as I take them off, I'm like, ugh. Slouch. Yeah, you slouch. Your shoulders go in like that. You're I've like, I've got uh, a real slouch problem. I've got this thing where I, I do tend to do that. Like, I mean, if I'm with people who are standing up straight, I will stand up straight and look like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. But the second I'm not, I've got the hands in the pockets. I kind of hunch the shoulders. Yeah, the I used to, I used to have that problem too. Like, because uh, like I went to the chiropractor. This is mm-hmm. a while ago. And they said, yeah, you're you, you're 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 like this. So you're kind of leaning over like that. I'm like, you're doing it right now. So she's like, yeah, the bit number to do was like, everyone knows this, but like, just put your shoulder blades back. Right. That's all you have to do. It's the old, uh, the old yeah. chest out, back straight. Yeah. She's yeah. like, and if you're noticing while you're walking, you shouldn't be walking like a caveman. Right. So you just push your shoulders back. That's all you have to do. When you, once you get into this practice, it's second nature now. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to really not do it once you start reminding yourself to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the point. I get the building of the habit. Yeah. Cause like this, this, when you do this for like a standard period of time, you're going to get, get sore. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you have to, once you pull your shoulders back. Right. And your, uh, your, your, you know, your back is arched and like it feels, yeah, you just feel better. It's like uh, that whole thing about why do you feel good doing the things that you enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. It's all because like your, your posture is better because you're enjoying what you're doing. Like the gaming thing, right? Yeah. You've got a nice gaming chair. You're going to be in good shape because like you're leaning back, you're, you're relaxed, everything's cool. Yeah. You don't get sore doing it. And then when you're at work, you're hunched over because you're just like, you're just the stress of being there. Yeah. <laughs> like your computer and you're typing and you're hunched. Your back hurts. Yeah, that's a thing too because I'm I'm uh, I play video games in bed. Oh, yeah, and like I'm like I, I put my I have a like a like a couch, like a pillow a leaning back pillow mm-hmm. so you can lean against the wall and I just play like oh, I, 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 I just I just play like that. But um, yeah, it's like you can't game for like too long. No, you no. shouldn't anyway. But you like, should, I mean, number one, you shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but, speaking of gaming, uh I did it. Pull the trigger. What'd you got? I dropped the uh, dropped the cash on that Steam Deck. There you go. Oh man, I was like, I mean, like, I don't make big purchases, 
lightly. Mm-hmm. I'd ordered the first one. The ability to, to confirm my order came in, and I threw it out. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. And then uh, it, was, it was just sitting there. I'm looking at it, staring at that thing on the, the old Steam Deck, the page, the Steam-powered page. And I just fucking did Yeah. I just, just, I how, just how, pulled how, the trigger. How, how good did it feel when you pulled it? Felt awful. Mm-hmm. I felt awful. No, For like a full 24 hours, I felt horrible. Oh, no. You shouldn't think like that. And then yeah. the con- I confirmed that it was, like it was shipping, and I felt really good. There you go. The yeah. second the shipping confirmation came in, mm-hmm. it was like two weeks shorter than the timeline they gave me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like four to eight. Cool. I can, I can handle when you that. Get it. When you get it, you'll be happy. I, I'm sure I will, but yeah. I'm one of those guys who hate spending a lot of money on things that only benefit me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I always feel bad about it. Well, think of it this way. It's a... It's winter's come. Winter is here. Winter is coming, and you're gonna be uh, gonna be stuck in the house. I am, and you can't always edit. You can't always like do video edit- video editing. You can't always watch movies. You might as well. Everyone should have a gaming console. It makes some solid points there, Backside Attack. Yeah, uh, and those were literally the points that I made to myself to justify mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. I was gonna go on a trip, and I fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be literally home alone for the next month and a half because like all of my family is going on this like Vegas, Dallas. Vancouver, wherever they are. I'm like the only person who's not going to be with the rest of them. Well, the water bandits are coming. The water bandits are coming. The wet bandits. So this is my home and I have to defend it. And how Mm -hmm. better to defend it than to learn how to fight with a sword and a shield by just going through another run through on The Witcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have to. I have to learn Igni so I can burn those guys. Yeah, and you have to learn how to play Halo too. I have to learn how to play Halo. That's on there. So you know, mm-hmm. those, those are things I have to do. Yeah. But um, that was it. I've, I figured like it's it's a third of what I was going to spend on a trip, and I'm not going on a trip. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. And when you when you come back from the trip, you like you have memories from it. Right. But the Steam Deck, you can have that forever. It's always in your hands. Yeah. Exactly. It's a tangible piece of tech, and you know I like. I've always been a portable guy. Mm-hmm. I was never the, um, like, I, I didn't buy a, a Nintendo when it first came out. My parents didn't get me one. I didn't get a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I, I collected my own cash. I did a paper route, and I got myself a Game Boy. So ever since then, I've been the handheld guy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you've always been, like, a, a large I've always console. Been a con- guy. I've always been a console guy. Like, mm-hmm. I've, like, the only console I never got was a, was anything by Sony. Um, but oh, I really? had, like, I've always had, like, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64, uh... What else? And after that, I stopped for a while, and then I just uh, and then when Xbox the first Xbox came out, I've just been an Xbox fan since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I need to this day from Xbox mm-hmm. One. Oh, so you were like literally the first Xbox to, and now you're an Xbox. I've owned, yeah, I've owned every single Xbox console that's ever wow, been made. Wow, I didn't know. So that. the original Xbox, Xbox 360, mm-hmm. um, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One uh, X. And now I have the Series X, and now I have the Series S. Wow. Yeah, I've had every single Xbox. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. yeah. I, uh, I, that's admirable. I was never an yeah, Xbox it is what it guy. Is. <laughs> it is what it is. But I mean, no, like, brand loyalty is almost, like, nobody has brand loyalty anymore. No, no one does. Um, I wasn't a Sega guy. I mean, when it came to that Nintendo Sega thing, mm-hmm. I was definitely a Nintendo guy. When I, had, I had a Dreamcast as well. I had a Dreamcast? Yeah. How did you like your Dreamcast? I loved it. I mean, I always, like, I never knew anybody who had one who didn't like it. Well, or the, like really, like I mean, love it. Well, the Dreamcast came out when the internet was like really, really taking off, and you could like, and you could find, you could find games online, mm-hmm. and you could just rip them to your, because uh, it just took, it just took CDs, as the games were on CDs. They weren't, they you weren't could, copied like DRM protected CDs. No, you could just burn them what? on CDs, and you could just, you could just play them as like all you have to do is get a, um, get your um, madness, get, get, get your Sega Dreamcast, get it chipped. Once you oh, got a I chip, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then once you get a chip, because PlayStation can, was the yeah, same way. and then you can just all you have to do is just go on the internet. Oh, okay, and you can just uh, and the last thing you should do this, but you should uh, you could 
just download the games and just rip them onto a disc and you just put them inside your Dreamcast and you can play oh, all of them. Yeah, I had, I, had, really? I had every single game for a Dreamcast. I knew almost everybody Crazy Taxi, I knew. everything, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or chipped their machine and then just like went, down, went and downloaded all their games onto a disc. Yeah. That's, that's clever. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. And then I had my Xbox. I, had the, I got the original Xbox. Hmm. And I found this guy in Edmonton where he just hacks it mm-hmm. and puts all the, he puts the, all the emulators on there. Right. So you can I have, mean, because you it was a computer. It was a computer. Yeah, basically. So I had I have I still have it in my I have it in my house and I have every single Nintendo Super Nintendo every single arcade game, um, all that's on there. Every Sega Genesis game, Sega game, they're all on there. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That is I I never really got into that. That's the one thing I I, I never was like a big um like chip machine and emulators and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to just buy the console, play for, for what it was mm-hmm. and then and leave it as is. But um whenever it happened, it, it was always one of those things where it was like a like a magical new world. Like somebody bring one over and you're like, you've got all your friggin' chipped and cut and burnt discs and you're playing whatever you want to play and they play perfectly. Yeah, the good like thing it felt like you were really doing something magical. Yeah, the only reason we kind of got it was mm. for... Uh, I got it because of uh, I wanted to play like my favorite Nintendo games. Yeah. And like when you're spoiled for choice because there's everything's on there. But the right. main thing that... The main game that we play that all my all of our friends had or wanted to play, we had like Battle Royale for everything, was uh, Super Bomberman on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, you cannot we, yeah, not we had we had wars in that. Super it turned. It turned ugly. It got, it got racist. It got like. It got. It got so bad. Violent. Yeah, and it was. It was. But it was so competitive. I can't believe how competitive. Even before like a, like a UFC fight or something like that. Right. We would just have like uh, tournaments, and then we forget about the UFC fight, and we just have like bomberman tournaments just going on. People, I feel like, don't remember how amazing Bomberman was. Like, it's great. It's, it's such a wild, just like kill your friend. Like before Smash Brothers, before Street Fighter. Before I think all of that. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, because Smash Brothers is more like I think it's more button mashing. Yeah, I, I never really got into it. I, I never get into it, but like Barman is strategic. Yeah, yeah, like trapping your trapping your guy with bombs around him yeah. and like just running the hell out of there. Yeah, so can... yeah, and being overpowered is not always the best thing. No, no, because you end up dead. You end you, you end up <laughs> you blowing end yourself up. up. Yeah, and that's so there's a fine line there, and I just uh, it, it was just so much fun, and um, every time there's every color of a person, we just called him a different race. Oh no! Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> don't do that, kids. Yeah, that's don't do that. Yeah, that, that's, that's like 1994 kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But that, yeah, that was us. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, it was just so much fun. And to this day, you can still get. I have Barman on my Xbox, the new one. Oh yeah, no, it's it's still a great it's, game. It's so much fun, man. I I think the reason I enjoyed that um that era of gaming, and and still do, is like why I enjoy that so much. The reason I enjoyed the Poly Mega and like the Retro Five, the Retron Five. The reason I like those so much is because of that era of like you know hacking the consoles. Yeah, and now like when um when emulation is big because like game preservation has, has kind of got to become a thing now. Yeah, it needs to it needs to carry on because like these on. cartridges, some of them are like three four thousand dollars on the low end mm-hmm. to get your hands on like really top like top shelf games in playable good quality. Like and now they're graded and shit. Yeah, so you're spending like ridiculous like the the collector market's blown up. You can't get your hands on this stuff. So. You have to have emulators and you have to have game preservation. Yeah, I think that's, that was the big thing about like when uh, Modern Warfare 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the discs, there's no, the game is not on the disc. The game just has like the launching software. Right. And you have to download the whole the whole 130 gigs or whatever how big the game is, right? Mm-hmm. What if Call of Duty, what if, they, what, if the game, what if they take the games off the servers? It's gone. You don't have it anymore. I mean, you see it now like with the um, the DS stores and the old Nintendo, like the Wii stores. Mm-hmm. Like they're shutting down and people paid big money for games. Yeah. Like, 70 bucks is not cheap. And, like, you don't just forget that you spent 70 bucks, especially if you're, like, in love with the game that you purchased. Yeah. And if it's gone, 
it's gone homie it's gone yeah that's the thing too is like uh, that's why the 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 game pass is good because you know you don't own the you, like if you don't want to pay for the game that's right. fine but there's certain games that you love like if i was back in the day and like took away like nintendo games like i would buy every single nintendo game ever I'd, like, just, if, they, if they if i knew they weren't going to keep them right so I mean, if you told me, like, okay, a great example is, I don't know if it happened to you, but it totally happened to me and it killed me, was my PS3 worked completely fine, like, completely fine until, like, one update, and it's like, hey, guess what? We are no longer backwards compatible. Yeah. It's like, it was it was overnight. Oh, yeah, I had a PS3, that's right. right. I did, yeah. And they just made the decision, like, we're not going to be backwards compatible anymore, so your PS2 games don't work anymore. Yeah, that's my biggest thing about Sony. Sony's very arrogant on their own. Oh, uh, man. That's what I don't like about them. Yeah. Um, they're just like, you know, we, Sony just doesn't have the money to like, uh, um, compete with, with Microsoft when it comes to, mm-hmm. cause they, they, their whole thing is about selling consoles and consoles, which is fine. But That's like, fine. uh, um, the infrastructure for like their, their PS plus, uh, network. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's, I think, I don't think it's as sustainable as it can be. Cause like, or as it should be. Well, their PS plus, their PS now. They're, um, they don't put their TV. Yeah, they don't put their top tier games on, on no. PS Plus. It's all garbage. They, yeah, because they, they they say like if you want if you want Spider Man, you can't you have you have to buy it. Right. You can't get it on PS Now. Yeah. Because we want to make as much money on those uh, physical sales as possible. Mm-hmm. Which We're, is, I mean, in a sense, I don't mind so much because I've always been a physical media guy. Because I I remember the days of like trading your games in, like taking all your games to, I'm, to EB or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I'm on the fence about that hmm. because like, uh, the physical games. Because the cartridges just end up in a landfill, right? So, like, uh, you so know, in that sense, you don't like it. In that sense, I don't like it. Yeah, because I think the the future of gaming is going to be streaming, right? Yeah, because you can, if you want to, you should be able to play your game. And I think to reiterate, look, what Microsoft's goal is to like you want to be able to play everywhere, right? So whether that's TV, whether it's your phone, iPad, computer, PC, Mac, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you want to be able to play everywhere. So that's the gaming market that's where it's kind of, I think that's where it's kind of headed I know you're like, absolutely right yeah but, uh, but, but but there's certain games that you love yeah. I used to be like that too I'm like every Forza that come out I want the physical Dude, copy yeah I want it every Halo that came out I want the physical copy right? yeah Gears of War same thing that, that's absolutely it yeah. like mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm a hypocrite in the sense that like I've got a gigantic Steam library and that's not I don't own any of those mm-hmm. They're, I mean I own them but I own the, the ability to play them yeah. I don't have a physical copy in my hand Yeah. but then there are certain things like I've got my copy of Okami Shadow of the Colossus um, Siphon Filter <laughs> there are certain games that are Siphon in filter, my collection yeah. mm-hmm. that I mean that I just just electrocuting somebody to death and then watching them explode in a ball of fire on Siphon Filter mm-hmm. uh, like there are certain things I want that physical media in my hand because I have a connection to the game yeah, I wish I kind of like. I, that's one reason I would love to get like just the hard copies of Half Life, all of everything that came out. Right. I have, I have the software, but I don't have like the physical copies. The of physical anything. media. Yeah. Hmm. So, but uh, yeah, because I was playing Half Life again, and I can't believe like if Half Life came out now with the with new graphics and right. all stuff, it'd be the best game. It, will, I, it still is one of the best games ever. But like, it's... I keep hearing like Half Life always shows up on those like um, clickbait lists, mm-hmm. games that don't hold up today. And whenever I see like Half Life on there, I'm like, are you out of your goddamn mind? Half-Life is... Ga- like, that holds up the way it looks today. Half-Life is one of the best games ever made. Ever made. Ever made. Well, it was... It also, like, revolutionized game control. Like, I mean, it had some of the best controls Oh, yeah, the, the gravity gun. Um, the way... Like, when I see people who can speedrun that game, it, oh my it blows my mind. Like, I finished the first Half-Life, hmm. but those guys who can speedrun it, I'm like, how do you memorize everything? I got lost so many times Man. in that game, but it's like it's amazing. The speed runs I love and hate. 
Because, I mean, like, you know, we used to speedrun Mario Brothers. Yeah. Like, Mario Brothers was the first speedrun game. Yeah. You, you've got to get to that, like, portal and get, like, get all the way was at world number four and then mm-hmm. jump to world number seven. Like, yeah. all the shit you used to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I just, I love going to every single level and going through every little corner of every level. See, I'm that guy. See, I, I'm, I was that guy <clears throat> until I, after I played Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. After, so that was the game that did it for you? That was the game that I was like, there's just too much. Oh, yeah, like, no, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that game has, there's so <laughs> many things. It's huge. That, yeah, it's huge. And so that's why I can't play these really big open world games. Yeah. Like, uh, what is Vlad playing? Elden Ring? Oh, God. Holy shit. I, like, how do you play those games? Like, it's crazy. But I admire the I admire the hustle. I'll tell you what I don't like about, about Elden Ring and um, also Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Is that it's... It's there's almost like too much of a, hey look it's an open world go bananas or or yeah you know wink wink nudge nudge walk that way over there mm-hmm. let's see how fast you can do this thing I don't like that I kind of like the idea of hey look it's a gigantic world there's the main boss too by the way yeah and you walk up the main boss and get incinerated immediately yeah those uh, I do th- like that those from software games are not easy they're no. so so hard. Like all the the souls, the entire like, yeah souls is hard. Um, they're just impossible. Yeah, one game is really good from software that I, this recent game that I loved is uh, 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 Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Yes, yeah. Whoa, that game is unbelievable. I have not played it, but it looks incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But moving on, uh, no, because I'm mean, gonna stay right here if you want to. It's one, it's one of those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we got a couple like house cleaning things or housekeeping things things that we would probably talk about. Mm. Uh, R.A.P. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Since the last time we had our episode, our Batman. Our Batman died. I mean, like, there's only, in my mind, it's like Michael Keaton and Kevin Conroy. Yeah. That's like the Batman, the Batmen that were like number one and two. And then a lot of admirable, admirable jobs done in between. Well, since. Yeah. Um, like, lots of jobs well done. Yeah. Like Christian Bale, good job, man. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck, great warehouse fight scene, man. Great warehouse fight scene. Pattinson, you, you're trying really. You're not my guy, but I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, I get, I get all that stuff. Yeah, that's 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 stylized, Batman. Stylized. Yeah. But when it comes to like pure, like um, what I think of that, like 1970 to 1990, Batman. Yeah, Batman. The thing about Batman, the animated series, especially the like like that whole, um, that whole series is like, I love it because it's it's right out of Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. But uh, they took the design of like, kind of like how Metropolis was, like, yeah. you know, the, the, that movie. Well, it's black Deckard. and white. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know what the people in the 1930s thought the future would be. Right. And they mixes that up a little bit. And so um, I was watching because I had the I had the collection of all the episodes of the original series, and I was going back and watching it and some of those episodes. And then I watched Mask of the Phantasm. Oh my god! And uh, Mask of the Phantasm is the best, is the best Batman movie ever made. It, it's probably the best Batman movie ever made, and it's yeah. the best distinction that I think an actor has ever done between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah, I mean, like when you when you listen to the way his tones change when Bruce Wayne is happy mm-hmm. and things are going really well, you feel bad for him, and you're like everything's yeah. going so great. And then when he has to go into that Batman mode again, you're like, oh god. Yeah, when you put the cowl on for the when you put that cowl on, and then Alfred just looks at him, he's like, what <laughs> the f-? and he even says like he says, my god, my god. Yeah, like Master uh, Bruce, my God. Yeah, so that 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 change was amazing, and um, yeah. so then I was yeah I was, I was having a Batman kind of weekend, and then I watched um, um, the making of the new one, mm-hmm. the, the uh, uh, Vengeance in the Making. I guess yeah, yeah. that's the documentary on it. It's on the Blu-ray too, 
and I think then it's also on YouTube. It's on YouTube yeah. as well. Yeah, it's about fifty minutes long, mm-hmm. and they walk through like the, how the different different scenes. Because Matt Reeves is a huge Batman fan, like he's mentioned, he he like mentions like uh, like different comics and different artists and different writers and stuff like that right. while he's going through it. And he was talking about how Batman Year One or yeah Year One. He's like, yeah, when when Bruce Wayne's walking through the streets, like Robert Pattinson, when he's walking through the streets, he's saying like, the past two years and nights have turned me into a nocturnal animal. Mm-hmm. That scene's actually taken right out of that um, Batman Year One when Batman is like dressed yeah. up as a hobo. Yeah, he's like, yeah, because that scene wasn't originally in the script. He's like, I want to add that in because I read that in the comic. He's like, we should put that in there because yeah. he, he can't just walk around like beat the shit out of people. He has to like no, no. he has to he has to stealthy like observe everything. He's kind of a ninja. Yeah, so like that, that's. They put all these scenes in there. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you saying to me once is that uh, after we watched that movie, you're saying it's kind of like the Adam West movie, Adam West movie, but like... But dark. But dark. If you look at his... I say if you look at his costume, mm-hmm. like even the, the the way he's got the nose, yeah. the collar piece. Yeah, the collar piece the and everything. Car, yeah. The house, the fact that he's got the... What's her name? The Agatha. Mm-hmm. He's got the Alfred. Like he's got the old lady and Alfred in that gothic house. Yeah. He's got the... Um, the way the phone looks, like mm. all that stuff. Like it's kind of taken as a dark version of the yeah. Adam West Batman. And um, yeah, so I just, I was watching it again. I watched the whole movie again. And uh, yeah, it's just. Um, Black Cow. Yeah, it's, I just, yeah, I just find Riddler to be, like he was better than I thought in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, man, my take on that is, uh, has not changed at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate it, but it's not my Batman. Yeah. But I really appreciate that you've got a real Bat fan trying to pack as much... Like I said, I didn't know how much of a Bat fan he was, mm-hmm. but he clearly did a shit ton of research mm-hmm. to create a perfect homage to all the Batman movies. Yeah. Like, there are definite cues to almost every single Batman. Maybe not the Affleck Batman, but um, as far as all the other Batman movies go, there's little cues to all of them. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it, well, that's that's definitely true. And um, I like that's what. And I, I saw the making of the car. Mm-hmm. The car was completely three D printed. Really? Yeah, I had no the idea. Engine, yeah, everything was just like they want to make it look like he he made that by himself. Man, I really it's, everything's exposed. Yeah, it's just it's what great. a great scene. And there's four different cars. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, they made four of them. One street car, one one for the action scenes. One's a purely electric car. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made a ton of them, and they said, yeah, they want to make this car to look like. He just made it, but he also wanted to make it like a, into a battering ram. There's a um, there's a great, I think it's in Nightwing, like the first Nightwing run with the one, the one where Phil Hester I think does most of the art for it, um, where he talks about the Batmobile when he's building his own car. Mm-hmm. He's like, number one, it's got to be like a battering ram, yeah, because it's got to be the most durable car ever. The windshield is coated in like Nomex, so bullets don't fly off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more than that, he talked about. I think it's in that comic. But he talks about how the Batmobile has got speakers on the outside that absorb, or like they they microphones and speakers, so it takes a sound around him and amplifies it. Mm-hmm. And then like if he's like hunting somebody down, he cranks up like bat sounds, so that the car is like a fear factory. Oh, it's just like it's spreading fear to anybody well, who's that. chasing. Okay. So yeah. as Batman's driving in this thing, mm-hmm. he's literally coming at you like the devil, mm-hmm. and then like you're hearing sounds that aren't natural to you. Yeah, I feel like they really nailed that in this movie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I it gets better when I every time I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. Like I understand why people. It's not everyone's Batman, but yeah. like, um, but that's the beauty of it. Like that's Batman is is open to interpretation. There's so many like ways you can tell his story. I think it is the, the best version of, man, we went way off the Kevin Conroy thing, but it is the best version of, uh, you know what? It's not for me, 
but it's really good. Yeah, like you, I think you're gonna get. Yeah, it's it's it didn't divide fans. Right, like it's not yeah. for me, but man, I do appreciate the hell out of it. Yeah, so I, I think that's that's a big one. Yeah, but back to Kevin Conroy. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, who knew? I mean, I don't think that was all of a sudden. Yeah, it was just. Um, yeah, it was kind of sad because like he's his voice. I just think of like like when I think of Batman, like right. Yeah, and like I think that was the one thing that his uh, the stipulation that him and uh, Mark Hamill had. Right. Was that they had to like do their lines together in the same Record room. in the same room. Yeah. That's such a, it's such a good call. That's great. Because you can feed off each other so, and how do you not, like, I mean, when you look at the way Mark Hamill records his lines, mm-hmm. as Kevin Conroy, how would you not appreciate the shit out of that? Yeah. And for Kevin Conroy, whose Batman was just so perfect, how would he not be able to play off? Yeah. And then get the re- response from Mark Hamill afterwards? Yeah. Like, it would have been perfect chemistry. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember, um... There was I was watching a scene from like uh, one of those episodes, and then uh, I guess that was when uh, Lex Luthor was making a deal with the Joker. Oh, and then the Joker, movie, yeah, the movie, and then uh, he said, uh, "What do you say?" He said, uh, um, "He goes, uh, he goes, why would I deal with you?" He goes, "What do you?" He goes, "Because Joker said, why would you kill uh, our goal is to kill Superman?" Yeah, and he's like, he goes, "What do you think you can do?" Then Lex Luthor's like, "What do you think you can do?" Like, you can't even deal with a a mere uh, a mere mortal in a costume hmm. and then Joker gets pissed off at him and grabs him and he's like there's nothing mere about that mortal <laughs> there's nothing mere about that mortal yeah and then um, and then <laughs> and then Batman finds out about that thing and he, he hunts down Lex Luthor while he's sleeping and, lives, and right. he scares the shit out of like, well, Lex, it's in his bedroom yeah. in the middle of the night yeah Lex Luthor's not scared of Superman but he's scared of Batman <laughs> yeah because Superman like you know he's not gonna hit Lex no Batman will pummel you yeah I mean, Batman will beat you up man yeah yeah because uh. Superman will like someone will punch and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll kill you it. Batman will t- Batman will keep punching over and over. Yeah, there's a great moment in that. It's the um, the world's finest when um, when Superman confronts Batman for the first time. He's beating the crap out of a room full of thugs mm-hmm. for no no good reason. In Superman's eyes, like mm-hmm. you don't beat up normal human beings. What are you yeah. doing, you maniac? And Soup's kind of like steps up on bats and he just pulls out the kryptonite. He's like, check it out. Yeah, see this shit? It's like five tons of this in the harbor. Yeah. <laughs> like he lets him know that like, hey man, like number one, I'm on your side, but also don't push me. Yeah. It was a very, like, Boba Fett, Darth Vader moment. Yeah. It was like, you know, he's no good to me dead. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, I think it was, I can't remember which, uh, which, which show it was, animated show it was, but, like, I remember, like, there was a huge crisis that's coming to Earth, mm-hmm. and they had all the Justice League members just lined up, and Batman's at the end of the line, and Amanda Waller's just walking past all of them, all these superheroes, like, these people from, like, other, like, gods. Right. And he's walking up right to Batman to say what the plan is. Talk to the general. Talk, yeah, talk to the guy who knows the most. Yeah, yeah. you can talk to the soldiers, or you can talk to the general. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, as much as they all have these powers and whatnot, it's like it's it's the mortal who commands the room. I think that's in in um, Kingdom Come as well, isn't it? Could be. It's yeah. like well, it's not that not that scene, but there's like a moment in that, and they're like, well, he's the general. Yeah, it's like he's the mortal that commanded gods. Yeah, it's like that's and they respect him because it doesn't matter if you've got powers; he'll go out there with nothing but like a like a, a latex suit, mm-hmm. and he'll fight people. It can just destroy him with a blink. Yeah, and he still goes out there. And that, that Flash thing too, Flash and Green Lantern. Like, okay, you're not just a guy in a suit, are you? Yeah, the guy is just a guy in a suit. And then while he's talking to Green Lantern, he, he like takes the green pockets rock. his yeah. ring. Yeah. <laughs> And Green Lantern's like, the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, he's yeah, it's amazing. And Batman's Batman. Yeah, actually, I was watching that, and I'm like, I didn't know who, um, uh, I didn't know who Amazo was. Really? Yeah. Oh, like from the comics, you from the comics. Yeah, I guess he was in the animated series too. But like, oh, Amazo is pretty stupid, but he's also pretty cool. He's like, he's Ivo's uh, little monster there. Yeah, he's like, he's turned out to be a. He was a, just an android, but then he, 
his, but he was able to absorb the powers of yeah. like everyone around him, and then became like one of the most powerful beings in the in the universe. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And he's I know about him. Just like dumb looking too. Yeah, high waisted pants and pointy ears. Yeah, he's just like a yeah, he's just. But uh, and he goes, oh, he's just yellow eyes, this yeah. black visor or whatever. But like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I, I Amazingly, just... it's a cool character. Mm-hmm. Amazo, like, there's a lot of weird characters in DC like that. Like, um, Starro, Star Conqueror. Like, you know, he's just like a starfish that sticks to your neck yeah. and just takes you over. Like, parasites like yeah, that. Yeah, parasites, like, There are cool yeah. characters like that in DC. Yeah, DC has... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, Kevin Conroy just... Yeah, it was kind of sad. That was a real bummer, man. Yeah. With that, though, I was thinking a lot of, like, how right now, if you look at um, DC in general, like, now that we've got James Gunn and what's the other fellow? The two new co-heads. Yeah. But it's like we're, if you look at phase one from Marvel, phase two, phase three, whatever it was, like, it kind of ends for me with phase three. But now you're getting, like, all the TV shows and all kind of goofy and silly. Mm-hmm. It's like we're kind of entering the Silver Age. Like, I don't remember, like, the, like the yeah, Golden Age of yeah, comics. Golden had, Age, like, yeah. The Golden Age was in the 40s, right? Yeah, like 1937. Yeah. Uh, 37, 38. So you see, like, um, like Superman and Batman, all these characters come out. Green Lantern, Arrow, the Justice Society. Um, they're all great characters until, like, Flash of Two Worlds. When mm-hmm. Flash's uh, Barry Allen accidentally jumps into Jerry Garrick's timeline. And then the Silver Age meets the Golden Age. Mm-hmm. And then Garrick is like, who the hell are you? And he's like, well, I'm the Flash. Who the hell are you? I mean, you're the guy who I read in comic books, right? Yeah. But then comics got, like, kind of daffy in, like, the Silver Age. They were still kind of serious. They were getting that weird kind of like daffiness to them. Mm-hmm. And then like all the way up into the Silver Age and into the Modern Age. And then you got things like Justice League International. Yeah. With uh, like uh, Giffen and uh, Dematier. Like, they were writing the weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like where Batman's punching out Guy Gardner. Yeah. And Guy Gardner is like just walking around wearing a towel. Like well, it was a weird dumb crap like that. Like we're entering that phase. Now. Not the Modern Age. Not even the Silver Age. Yeah. We're kind of getting to the Modern Age now. Yeah, eighties, nineties. Yeah, I don't know. I've tried watching those. I, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to try watching those Marvel shows. Um, they're just, um, yeah, just not for me. They don't uh, look appealing. No, they're at all. And um, have you seen any of them at all? No, no. no. I did Hawkeye, and Hawkeye was actually really good. I've yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of them. Mm. Uh, um, I don't like Disney. I don't like what they represent. <laughs> I just don't like anything about them. I don't want to go see you. Uh, you you're not a fan of those Marvel movies either, though. No, I'm not. I'm too like by the time Silver Surfer and Galactus come out, I'm going to be like 50. So like, there's no point in me getting excited for it. If we ever get it, yeah. If we ever get it, it just seems like we're never going to get the the Fantastic Four or the Surfer. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm probably not going to care. Um, yep. And so, um, then I'm willing to let that go. I don't think like I'm missing out on anything. Right. Uh, so, um, everyone's like, some people are just like my cousin's like he goes, "Oh, you got to see the." the Miss Marvel or whatever those shows and I'm like nah I just don't think they're for me like no. I have no Star hate Wars, towards yeah them. Star Wars not for me either so. yeah I've mm-hmm. just like um, I've made my piece that like once like once episode like 4, 5, and 6 were done mm-hmm. and then you had 1, 2, and 3 like whatever they were novelties mm-hmm. they kind of tied the first the first three of our movies together yeah and then like Rogue One was great and that was it for me that was it yeah. like I enjoyed Rogue One and then I'm good I'm done the yeah. new stuff Mandalorian was good I really enjoyed it I'm like, it's yeah. it's Star Wars. It's you know what it is. Is it's that uh, it's Return of the Jedi era Star Wars mm-hmm. done right, and that's it. I'll I'll watch those, but the rest, whatever, man. Yeah, I think I would, I would give that a try because it feels yeah. like it feels like kind of a western too, right? It's really good. That's yeah. I think I think it's I would give that a try. Yeah, it's a it's a Kurosawa spaghetti western inspired TV series, which mm-hmm. is exactly what Star Wars always was, right? Mm-hmm. And that, it goes it goes back to that, and I really enjoy it. And then the Marvel stuff too, man. After Endgame, like I'm good. I don't... There was a point, too, when I was reading comics. It was, I think, right after um, Secret War. 
like right after Secret War, I was kind of done. Is that the next big event? Or uh, Secret Invasion, sorry. Is Secret it's... War will be the next movie movie event. Okay. But uh, Secret Invasion. Once Secret Invasion was done, mm-hmm. they kind of stopped. They reset the universe. Heroic Age kind of started, and I was finished. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm done collecting comics. Yeah. Because it's just you, uh, you age out. You age out, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I'm just too... Uh... Yeah, no, I just feel like I'm too old for that now. Right. Yeah, so... Yeah, just not my thing not, anymore. Not, not, not hating on anyone who else who likes it, but uh, I'm just it's just not for me anymore. Yeah, you know, like, love it all you want. It's just after a while, you gotta kind of have to walk away from it, right? Yeah, there's, but there are th- other things to watch. There are do. better things yeah. to be doing with your time. Mm-hmm. That's, a, like, it's always some distraction. I don't even like saying that, because, like, some people who enjoy it, they want to spend their time on that, that's fine. There's but, nothing like, wrong with but, that. But, like, I'm just, like... Personally, I think there's better things I can do with my time. Yeah. I just don't like the narrative that, that Disney pushes on, like, uh, people. And so... What's what's the narrative? Oh, just the political correctness and the uh, the, the you know you the have to, yeah, you have to have a certain amount of colored people in these roles and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, I, I, I think they call them people of color. Yeah, people of color. Yeah, I don't know. Just ah, whatever. And like you know, you have to talk about like and, the just, and just diversity and, and just like and yeah, forced diversity and then first diversity and forced agendas. Political. And yeah. yeah, I'm just like that's just for me. It's like you can stop at you can stop at a certain point. Right. Okay. Like, but they don't, and, yeah, no. and, and it's blaringly obvious when they're when they're trying to do it for sure. Yeah, so. like there are, there are things where like um I can't remember what show I was watching, but it's like look I hate the the whole like MAGA agenda, the Trump bullshit, all that stuff. I get it, it's fucking garbage. But when somebody smugly walks around comparing some broad to AOC, I'm like you can fuck off too. Yeah, like I hate you both so much. Like it just seems like they're not rock stars, man. These people are politicians. Like they're not they're not celebrities. No, they're not. They're they're bureaucrats. And the fact that we like like put them on a pedestal the way we do, that whole thing, especially like when I'm just trying to watch a Spider Man or a Superman or whatever, and somebody's like, You're my AOC. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. Just like that. And I'm yeah, like, I'm you're out. not worth yeah. my time anymore. Yeah, I'm done. You know, if like it's the reason I stopped watching that uh, Tim Allen's show, that last man standing. Mm-hmm. It was I like Tim Allen. It was actually funny. But he went so red hat that I was like, you know what? I'm out, man. Mm-hmm. I can't watch you here saying Benghazi over and over again. I just yeah. want you to just be funny Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. I get that that's your, that's your shtick and that you're appealing to a certain base. But you could be that same kind of like down home uh, Colorado man without all the Benghazi every two seconds. Yeah, I don't know. You know? It's yeah. just too much. Too I don't much. need any. I don't need you sides yeah. getting to my TV shows. Yeah, just keep it simple. I don't care. Yeah, like I don't. That's like, I don't care what agenda you're trying to push. Like, right. Just, just shut up. Just entertain me for an hour, and just so I can get on with my life. Well, that's the problem too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's gotten to a point now where you can't get good comedy anymore because, like, the fear that you're gonna offend somebody. You can't. Uh, you can't be right wing and be funny because they're gonna try to cancel you. Yeah. You know, you can't have any kind of political affiliation because they're gonna come after you. It's like, just how about you find people who say funny things or make cool stuff and you enjoy the cool stuff they make or you laugh the jokes they tell without having either side, either thing be politicized. Yeah. Like that's the thing. People, people have to learn how, people have to learn how to take their, um, their ego out of the equation when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, um, really good point. Yeah. Like the, you don't have to be professionally like, you know, outraged whenever like someone makes a joke about something you you disagree with. Like you might, like I just laugh it off. Like, like you just like. Yeah, you know, they make a yeah, like comedians are that's that's their thing. They like it's it's to break the levity in everyday life. Right. So why can't you just like just go along with the ride? You don't have to like huckle someone or like just like disapprove of someone coming to your college campus because you disagree with what they're saying. Right. Why can't you just like have civil discourse and just be like, you know what? I don't agree with you, 
how about here's your point? And I'm like, yeah, you know, we can agree, disagree, but I see where you're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. I understand. It comes again. I see where you're coming from. I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but you know what? You made a great argument because if you don't have two sides to an argument, then, you know, what, what's the difference between all of us? Well, that, that censorship. Yeah. Like all you want to do is like shut down the voices of the people who disagree with you. Yeah. Left or right. I mean, like you see the same thing happening right now, right? Now that the, uh, the whole midterm election thing ended. The second that all of a sudden, like the Republicans who feel burned by the fact that like, you know, you went after them so hard after you won the White House and you got the House and Senate. And like, you know, you're trying to look for every reason to put somebody else in jail. Now that they've got power to put everybody else in jail, it's like, well, this is a witch hunt. And it's like, why are you going after these guys when there's more important things to do? It's like, because you fucking people seem to just do that with your spare time. Like you win elections and you go after the other side for shit they did six years ago. How about draw a line? You know what? Okay, here's something. All the white people in America all over the place seem to think it's a really good idea to tell like minorities it's like hey forget the past and pull yourself up by your bootstraps how about you motherfuckers do that for a half a second how about you forget the wrongs that were done to you a few years ago because somebody called you a name in the senate and you know somebody brought a laptop or some shit like that how about cut that crap out don't go after them and fix your government yeah, yeah how about there's, there's fix a, mental health in the military yeah there's better there's they're trying like entrap people why don't you spend that spend the uh, the time that you have right be a hero and just like fix the country right like, be the parent yeah because that's the thing about trump is like the, what i found about trump is that he he doesn't really like america all he does is trash it that's all he does is shit all over it. yeah it's all he does he's like oh this is ruined this is ruined this is ruined I'm we're like, not great yeah i'm like and you've done nothing to make it better like like, there's some policies that Trump put into place that are, that were good for America when it comes to economy when he was in right. power, right? I'll give him that. There was some things, right? But like, like he never started a war, thank God. Um, but uh, he's just um, he didn't put America in a great light when he was president, and he didn't. And one thing that presidents always have to do: uh, number one, bring your party together, mm-hmm. and number two, if you can, bring the country together. Right. And he failed at both miserably. Yeah, and so you could see the after, you could see the ripple effects. Right. Now the GOP is in ruins. Yeah. It's in ruins. They can't get their shit together. Yeah, so. And now they're going to spend all the time and power they have is going after the Hunter Biden laptop or some other crap. Yeah, because they have nothing else to focus on. Yeah, because in the long term, it won't matter. No, there's... You know what's going to matter is like, you know, maybe like simmering down the youth poverty. How about how about you like get less youth poverty in your country? Yeah. How about that? How about your infrastructure? How about like somebody drives over a bridge without their fingers crossed for a, for a second? How, how's that going to work out? Okay, let me ask you a question. What would what would be the what could you do to improve the safety in cities like Chicago? What would be the uh, empirically speaking? What would be the best thing to do? But, 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 it might not, but it might not be the popular thing to do. Man, the... cities well, like Chicago, like where there's a lot of gun deaths and uh, uh, lawlessness. Well, those cities are so far gone. I don't think it's it's going to be a trickle down, but number one, I think you have to raise up some. Like you've got to make people smarter. Okay, well, let's say, one. Let, let's say you were in power. If I was in power, yeah, God, I don't even know where I'd start. I mean, okay, so first things first. So the, the, like like what like, in, like empirically speaking, what would be uh, the what would the solution be if you could do it? Well, I think number one, you need smarter kids, okay. better education all around. You get better education, access to like programs that like empower youth. Mm-hmm. feed them yeah. put them on the right start right off the bat mm-hmm. not uh not hindering their education as one okay so that, that's that's a long-term thing that's though, a right? long-term thing what but do you think it what, starts what would, be, what, would, what, would, what would be the starting point it starts by not going after a political party first mm-hmm. it starts by taking all that power that these people take into like you know funding 
Like, okay, military funding, the NRA, all the other bullshit they put their effort into. Mm-hmm. All the bullshit they put into, um, like, Roe versus Wade and abortion and shit. Like, none of that fucking matters worth a damn. Mm-hmm. Taking all the energy that they're putting into things like, uh, you know, lobby groups like Nestle coming in saying that we can take water from, like, land in the middle of Wyoming. All mm-hmm. the crap that's happening with that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. where you're constantly, like, trying to stop the liberals from blocking those programs like those big money like big government big corporate programs like that Mm -hmm. and putting it into things like education putting it into your children first yeah funding programs that actually matter yeah i'm wondering if like the uh because i'm not like we are so beyond but hold on but i mean i'm a uneducated fucking hillbilly like realistically i'm a dude to the podcast who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about so like Mm -hmm. it's so easier said than done yeah the, like those are those are pipe dream. I, I, you can't even take what I said and run with it because it doesn't. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's like obviously. Yeah. Everything I said, like somebody's probably looking at being like, well, obviously, but how do we break those programs down? Like we're so institutionalized in everything that we do. Yeah. Like um, there's, um, the argument could be made for, um. Yeah, not not the most not the most popular thing, but I think empirically, if you look at the, if you crunch the numbers, um, to get like. Like, you know, new businesses opening up there to like, you know, so more like, you know, like that would lead to like a snowball effect would lead to more like more jobs, better, like better economic output for the city mm-hmm. would be um, to, just to, and just to hamper down crime. And this is not the this is probably not the most popular thing, but but it's just to and would like to get your opinion on this. Um, but uh, what do you think about increased police presence? Man, not you, lockdown. Yeah, but you'd have to train them so much better. I mean, you have to pull cops from the neighborhood. Yeah, let's say let's say if it was cops who were like like who were competent in in their in their duties, and saying like uh, you know what because the number one thing is like okay, crime. Let's say crime is the is the pretty much the elephant in the room right. when, it comes, like, when it comes to that stuff, right? So let's see if that's that's because that's in Chicago. That's pretty much the main issue. Number one. Yeah. So. It's like more shootings in Chicago in a day than there is in the U.S. in like a month. Yeah, so what would increased police presence lead to? Man, it's such a slippery slope, right? You get the wrong cops in the wrong neighborhood, it's going to incite violence. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to ramp it up way more than it is, right? Because, like, poorly trained co- Okay, so number one... You so don't, step you don't, one would be like... You don't defund the police. Defund the police, yeah. You reform the way they're educated. Mm-hmm. You you get them you get them properly mm-hmm. um, set up for what they're going to go and see in the street. Yeah. Which is like like better education, number one. They don't need better guns. They're already armed to the teeth. They don't need... They're probably outgunned by the people there. They're probably outgunned, but like, you know, getting them like a, an AR-15 isn't going to help. No, it's not going to help, yeah. You know, I mean, you'd have to have community policing, like actual like uh, like presence on... Like a storefront style presence, people yeah. can walk in there and not just complain about crime, but like you know maybe maybe get help, get like legitimate help. The police become more of like a, a like a counselor than they are like a police officer. Mm-hmm. But it's just man, it's such a slippery slope in a place like Chicago. Yeah. You can do it here, you can you can do it in smaller cities. Yeah, but a place like Chicago is just like it's such a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah the, the police here are like very in Edmonton. I've noticed that they're very. Um, I've, I've I've had every time I run into a police officer, it's like it's very it's very it's a it's a positive experience. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate for most yeah. people. Like, I'll, give I mean, exa- I'll give an example. Like I just got like just two weeks ago, I was like I was coming on uh, on Sim- on White Mud and just turning on to, turning onto Seventeenth Street. 
I had a red light, but there was no traffic, and I had, I had, the, I had the lane to go because it's it's uh, it's my own lane. Mm-hmm. I just yielded and I went, and then uh, there was a bunch of cops there, and they were pulling people over because they didn't because like for, like I I didn't come to a complete stop, so they pulled me over, and so I just uh, I said yeah, you know what, my fault. I felt so I, I was like yeah, the guy was the police officer was so he's like no, I pulled you over. I said yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't stop on a right on a right light. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah, he's like can I just see your license registration? And he's like yeah, I'll be right back. He was really nice. Came back and he's like. Okay, the, the he goes. The ticket for this is actually four hundred and thirty dollars for not stopping, like yeah. rolling through a stop sign. I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "But I'm going to charge you uh, two hundred. And I was like, "Oh!" So I, I put my fist out, and he gave me a fist bump. And after that, and I was like, "Sorry about that." And I was like, "I'm like sorry about that." I take this turn all the time, and I and I'm like, uh, "But now I know to, like, I will definitely <laughs> I'll definitely turn the right turn." And then he's like, "You know yeah. what?" And he turned my ticket. and He t- tore it up. And he's like, I'm gonna go back in the computer. I'll, uh, I'll take all race from the system. He's like, thank you for being honest. I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, but, I mean, he did, yeah, he did that. He's like, he goes, thank you. He goes, appreciate it. I, I was like, yeah, good but for I, him. I, yeah, I said, I'll take the ticket. I'm like, yeah. If you, I, I just admitted guilt. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find if you're if you're if you're that way with police officers, at least in my experience, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of bad cops out there. But if you're if you're nice, polite, um, you never know what could happen. And yeah. that should it doesn't, be, yeah, it doesn't make your day. It makes your day worse when you're like just mouthing off the cop or getting right. getting angry about it or getting nervous about it. And when you drive away, you're like, oh, never. Just, just like you know what? I, I, I fucked up. Yeah, man. It, day, it doesn't yeah. like make your day worse to to admit when you made a mistake. Yeah, it's like you know whatever. Like just uh, once you, if you do get a ticket, just pay it off. It's out of your sight. It's out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think for the most part, like most people in in Edmonton, most cops here in town too. Like your your interactions with them is going to be fairly good. Yeah. Um, depending on what, but, you, yeah, but depending on what you're doing, depending on what you're doing too, man. But then again, there are like I've had interactions. Yeah, you've uh, you're a different story. Well, just the industry we're in, right? Yeah, like we worked in the industry for a long time in the bar industry, and just like meeting a like a mixed bag. I had cops who I'd go to war with. Mm-hmm. There were times on White Ave when things would happen where you see your cops that you know really well coming down to the bar you're working at, mm-hmm. and it's just like all hell's breaking loose out the front door. And you see your guys coming down the street, you're like, oh, thank God, it's my boys. boys like, I yeah. love these guys, yeah. right? And they go to war with you every night. Like, I mean, times when you make arrests, or they just come in to get a a warm drink or some shit like that. Hey, would you like some tea or something while you're waiting inside to warm up and it's minus 40 outside? Yeah. They're killing time in your bar and you're hanging out and they're great dudes. And then sometimes you get these new guys who are just like too gung-ho or off-duty cops, off-duty RCs who come to your bar and just think they can run the place. And then you take their take their identification, you make a phone call the next day and tell, yeah. tell their tell their bosses, hey man, this guy's been fucking around in my bar. Yeah. And it's just because that guy's that guy's a douchebag. But every industry's got pieces of shit. There were shitty bouncers. There's shitty bartenders. Shitty lawyers. Every industry. There's yeah. shitty doctors. My, my industry, there's, there's, there's shitty health and safety people. Health and safety. There's yeah. garbage health and safety people out there. Mm-hmm. So it's like every industry's got garbage people in it, and you're going to meet them. Yeah. And they're, it's, like, it's not like I think every lawyer I know is a piece of garbage. I know a lot of lawyers, and they're decent. Like, a lot of them are pretty decent. Yeah, they're just trying to do their job. <laughs> yeah, man. I know a lot of cops. Like, the guys we had in the mall. They mm-hmm. were solid dudes. Yeah. Like really solid guys. Yeah, because if you're making their day easier, then they'll make then they'll it'll go a long way. Right. Yeah. Then we had guys who come to Black Rat, and I I can I can feel it, man. They used to come down that place when I was working there, and they hated coming because there's always they'd always deal with somebody who shit their pants mm-hmm. or was like bloody or gross or violent mm-hmm. because it was that was a crappy place for us to work. Yeah. And the people who made trouble were garbage human beings. Yeah. So like you would make a phone call, be like, hey, we made an arrest. We got you guys come down here please and like complete this for us mm-hmm. and they would always run late always oh, yeah. always running late I mean you'd see them like down the street at the Tim Hortons first before they came to us because the people they deal with were just awful mm-hmm. so I can't blame them for that either No, it's like would you want to get a phone call because somebody came into your dumpster 
took a nap, crawled out, and then tried to fight you, and then shit their pants. Mm-hmm. And now you got to deal with that guy in your police car. Yeah. That's not fun. No, it's not. That's why I think it's not a matter, it's not a matter of like defunding the police. It's a matter of like, a ref, like reforming the programs, the educational programs, mm-hmm. the training, the hand-to-hand, everything. They just need, they need better training. Because a lot of these guys come in wanting to do, not a lot of these guys, most mm-hmm. of these guys come in wanting to do the right thing. And they get let down by the system in general. Yeah, and then they're exposed to like the worst of the worst, and you're like the worst. It's so hard. Like you, there's there's people you can definitely identify and just be like, you know, that guy, that cop's a piece of shit. Why is he acting this way? He's going overboard right. for sure. But uh, some of the other cops are just like, when you see them, it just like it does it 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 takes a toll on them. Right. Yeah. Like you know, when they they see stuff that we can't even imagine. So for every uh, video mm-hmm. of one asshole cop you see with their knee in some guy's neck who doesn't have it coming, mm-hmm. there's like fifty cops who are really good dudes. Who do nothing bad all day long. Yeah. They're just like good dudes all day. But then like you see a video of a guy with like sleeve tattoos and knuckle gloves. You know punching some broad in the face in the street. And you're like well he looks like a piece of shit if he's not wearing a uniform. Yeah. You know that's the same kind of guy who probably would do that not being a cop. Yeah. Somehow he became a cop. Something due to the sleeve tattoos is mentally well with knuckle gloves being a cop. with mm-hmm. Oakley's. That guy's a piece of shit. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, one day I want, I want to see a. A cop with white-rimmed Oakleys. No, oh, my like, God. Just like so I can make fun of them. Oh, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. But those guys are garbage in, like, not... When they're not cops. I think anyone wearing those Oakleys are... are like, white-rimmed Oakleys are pieces of shit. I'm like... It's just, it's just a tell. Just a tell. Yeah, white, just, white rim, any glasses. Yeah. Well, when I came in for, like... One guy came in to do... Uh, DNA testing and he came in here he was wearing these white-rimmed Oakleys and he, this guy would not shut up about him, like, what kind of trucks he had and I was like... I'm like, I want to fail him on purpose. Even though I wasn't doing the test, I'm like, can you just fail him? Do you have a Von Dutch hat? Yeah. No, he just... <laughs> yeah. But he, he, had, he, he, was, he, had, he had a mullet that he was trying to grow. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Well, it would be worse was if he's wearing that and he's wearing like a puka shell necklace and he has spiky hair under the visor. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, he had like socks with flip-flops on. I'm like, yeah, you're a... What a garbage human yeah. being. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else we got here? What oh, do we have? We had a... So, okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I want to surprise you with something. Mm. So there's this up there, the Twitter thing. So Elon went and bought Twitter. Yeah. Finalized it. Mm-hmm. He's got it. It's been going on for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Um, the meltdown's been happening while we were off. Yeah. But there's a photo, I don't know if you saw, about uh, where they were complaining how now there's, it went from this to this. And it went from photo A, which was like, you know, 40 or 50, whatever it was, women, mm-hmm. a lot of white girls, some like minorities in there as well, and a couple of guys. But there was another photo next to it. So that's what it went from. And it went to this, which is like a bunch of dumpy, like very diverse looking group of men. They all look like they're about like hobbits. <laughs> they all look like they're five foot five, yeah. pot bellies, barely grow, growing facial hair. Mm-hmm. But because they were all the coders who chose to stay when Elon was like, hey, you know, if you're not here at 3 or one thirty in the morning, there's the door. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of course the hobbits are going to be there. They don't have girlfriends. They they don't, yeah, exactly. They're all coders. They're coders. They're yeah. all guys. So somebody made the comment about like you went from a bunch of like, you know, pumpkin spice latte moms who enjoyed the free lunch because there's a free lunch program out there yeah. getting a free lunch. Yeah. But you went from that and they had lives that they would rather be spending their time on with mm-hmm. children and families to these guys who are probably just a bunch of hobbits. Yeah. And obviously these guys are going to hang around. And they're going to go look for something better. The women are going to look for something better. Yeah. They have the ability to, right? So it made me think about the bias of beautiful. The bias of beauty. Yeah. How like so quickly, just because you got like dumpy looking men, how people just align with the one group like, oh, you went from like a talented group of diverse women to this group of assholes. Yeah. It's like, well, 
It's just because they're not, like, normally attractive. They're not, like, you know, yeah. what you think in your head is being beautiful. So you're going to shit on them? Like, they're hardworking guys. Yeah, and dental, hard, hardworking people get rewarded. They more do. Than, more than less than, than people who don't work hard. Right. Yeah. So all these comments online about, like, of course, these guys are going to be sitting there at one thirty more. They got fucking nothing else to do. Like, well, like, if they were gorgeous and they were there, you would probably be like, look at these hardworking motherfuckers. Yeah. Like these hardworking... You're just based... Yeah, they're being judged based on looks. They're being judged based on looks. Yeah. So I was thinking about that whole thing where, like, the second you learn, like, somebody's a pedophile or, like, a rapist, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how attractive they might have been. It's like, when you see that mugshot on, like, the news, you're like, look at that, mug, that monster. Yeah. Look at that, look at that ugly piece of shit. It's like your brain immediately makes the beautiful person ugly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then if you see, like, you know, like a slightly, like, uh, you know, traditionally unattractive person... Who was actually like really nice, mm-hmm. but they like, fell off a cliff, and you're like taken too soon. They're immediately beautiful in your mind because yeah. like you know they're. It's just this whole bias because yeah, they got you think about the struggles they went <laughs> the through. The struggles yeah. they went through, like <laughs> what a beautiful human being. So why is it then that like all of a sudden when we when we see people who are like you know not traditionally attractive, but they're trying to do something that's you know out of their lane, you hate them so much. Yeah, like yeah. why do we do that? Yeah, like why are you trying to bother? Like why are you? you know, yeah, it's like yeah, it's like why, why do you bother? Why do you bother? Yeah, because but that's our like, that's our like internal something. It's an internal like thing that we have to get over, right? Because we, we do that when we were young, for sure. Yeah, like I got like that's like that, that's like bullying. Like when you make fun of someone based yes. on their looks, right? I got out of that probably after junior high. Yeah, and so but you, <laughs> it's like of course he has nothing to do. Of course he's gonna work there. He like look at the, look at that guy. Like yeah, th- that's all he has. Right. Yeah. But um, um, but then like you, uh, but yeah, but if you look at that person, if that person was going through a tragedy or was like, uh, was a hard worker, a hard worker and stuff like that, you'd be like, oh, like, oh my God, that's, that's what a beautiful soul. What a beautiful, what a beautiful soul and stuff like that. Right. Whereas these women who want to work like nine to five and have free lunches, which are just going to waste basically because no one's taking advantage of them. And the, co- the company's not, pro- is not making any money, mm-hmm. but they want to work there and just like take like so many breaks and stuff like that. Like, like, those are the people who are not going to make that company money. Exactly right. Yeah. Like, you've got a bloated workforce of this, uh, like, you know, what was it, 1,900, 2,000 people? Yeah. And now he's cut it down to, like, less than 150? Yeah. It's I, think, like, I, I think 85% of the workforce is gone. It's a lot. It's quite a bit. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty, if I'm not wrong, I, I feel like the last time I really paid attention to it, it was, like, almost 2,000 people down to, like, almost 150 people. Yeah. They're that- mostly coders and, like, like security people. Yeah, because I think that's what, I think, well, I think that's where you kind of have to, uh, um, I could be wrong about this, but I think that's kind of where you have to start. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to get rid of the garbage. Then you have to do like a overall review of the system <clears throat> to see if um, how many of the how many of the accounts are bots. Yes, and then see which ones are because uh, you can't do Twitter polling uh, to see if like to make decisions because you don't know how many of those polls, how many of the people who are who are going to those polls are going to be bots. Unless it's Trump. Yeah, <laughs> he's back, baby. Yeah, so like. I think what you have to do is, um, I think maybe they're just going through the growing pains of what the, uh, when you're transforming the company. Okay, you're making a lot of people unhappy. They're going to leave. Right. Um, the, old, yeah, the, the unattractive are going to stay. Um, you're going to have to go in there, clean up the software to make sure that to find out if anyone is, um, is a bot, clean that up, reinstitute the software and the system. See, because like what they're planning to do on that is like, how I guess how YouTube has shorts. Mm-hmm. You want to be you want to be able to have that functionality in Twitter as well, and also have it have it so users can actually like 
have make that make their Twitter account a revenue stream for them, right. where they can post videos and stuff like that. Same thing with what they do with YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's the end goal. Well, that, 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 that that's, that's, what, that's what they want to do with it, right? That's the plan. Yeah. So, like, but that's not going to happen overnight. So, like with anything, um, uh, when you go through, when this whole this whole thing is so big, it's always open to criticism. Yeah. So, like, and there's so many voices criticizing you. Yeah. And there's and there's so there's so many right that some a lot of those criticisms are probably valid. Probably they probably are right. Yep. So like, but nothing is going to change overnight. So I think no. that that's the whole thing about the way I look at it is like, okay, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Uh, he if you're going to change a, a platform that big, and if your if your plans are like, because Elon Musk is one of the tech is one of the tech CEOs who does not bow down to the to the government. Where like Facebook did Facebook did mm-hmm. when they say like all those when they were like when they went to those committees they had to say like you know you have to be regulated we have to regulate what you're doing right. Elon Musk said no to all that. Yep. And so when you when you do that, um, and then you go after a company that was um, was kind of like looked at as being being regulated to make sure that either um, people go on there to make sure that you you have to be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. And then there were so many it just divided people so many times. If you're gonna go in there and just revamp that entire system, and that whole platform is gonna be like you're gonna try to make it as democratic as possible, but you want to make welcome all avenues of like communication where like people can say what they want. Everyone can have different points of view without going overboard, uh, but you have to like be, you have to take into account like you know what that's a little bit too extreme or what's too extreme or what's not. That's kind of hard to police. So I think that's going to be the biggest problem with the for sure for transforming Twitter. It's like how do you find the middle ground where it's like or that that kind of like 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 that town square idea where you're like everyone's opinions are welcome, but you can't have an extremist point of view. Exactly. Yeah, that's the, I think that's going to be the hard part. Regulated, like, well, unregulated free speech while still finding a way to stop hate speech. Yeah. Or, and, again, and the or, line. or extreme speech. Or extreme speech. Yeah, from either side. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So when it comes to, like, either, like, like you could have your, like, everyone's opinion is welcome, but you have to be able to, like, within the confines of civility. And legality, and legality, like within the confines of civility, and like you know, not yeah. not diving into. Uh, yeah. So can he do that? I don't know. I think it's gonna be really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's already and plus, like while he's doing that, he's trying to find a way to like generate revenue. Yeah, because you know? he because he raised money for this. So yeah, yeah. and then he took so he sold some shares of Tesla to like put some money into it. Right. But um, uh. From what I read, anyway. No, um, no, you're right. He did. He did that. Er, like this is before the Twitter uh, purchase, before the whole court, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He sold Tesla shares to purchase Twitter, and then um, he just took another another. That's like, what I'm talking huge about. Yeah. Sale as well. Mm-hmm. I think 59 yeah. billion he sold as well. Yeah. In stock mm-hmm. to um to do more work at Twitter. Yeah, but he's getting another 60 something billion dollar payout. A payout. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. for Tesla because they achieved all their target their sales targets. Right. So. Jeez, man, billions. These guys are like they're they're dealing but, in but billions, it's, but it's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah, that's so. the thing. They're dealing in billions the way we deal with like um like thousands. But also, like think about this though. When you get to that level, and if you're mm. if you're a tech if you're like a tech investor, <clears throat> money's a phone call away, right? And if you there's a there's a doc- you would hope yeah yeah no for those guys it is well it, yeah. it also depends on like you know, the goodwill you've done or like you know if te- if Twitter tanks right if let's just say Twitter tanks. Money's not going to be a phone call away for that guy. Well, for, like investors are going to be hard to. They're going to be hard to rally. Yeah, around. they're going to be hard to rally around. But like, like even like there's a there was a documentary on on Netflix about like how social media companies like how much they influence our lives and we don't even know it. Mm. 
like for Facebook, if they want to generate revenue, it's just a matter of like pressing a button and, and getting all those and getting ads out and stuff like Pumping that. More and, ads out. and like, and just trying to get like what, um, seeing people's like what they like and stuff like that. Right. They, they can make money automatically. It's tweaking the algorithm. Yeah. It's just tweaking the algorithm. So they can make money whenever they want. But mm-hmm. as we know, they're dumping billions into the, um, metaverse or whatever that thing's called. Right. And so they're going all in because Facebook as a, as a platform, mm-hmm. the social media platform has, has, uh, it's plateaued. Yeah, it no longer has any kind of like real value to them. No, it as doesn't. As far as like a social media platform. Yeah, so they're like as an advertising, like as a, as a revenue uh, generator. Yeah, so they're so Facebook went like this. Something else. Yeah, so Facebook went like this, and the next thing you know, it's plateauing, mm-hmm. and so they're like, you know what? Let's take all that money and put some put it into something else. Right. The metaverse, but then that goes like this. Yeah, because I mean, because the money is just being like just blown out, and there's you nothing can't there. build that metaverse like you know with fifty bucks. And a couple of coders. Yeah. Like, it's it costs so much money to build a virtual reality world. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it's going to be a world. It's not going to be a place that you just kind of, like, hop onto and you check out a room or... I've heard... It's, imagine yeah. Twitter, but you can walk around it. Yeah, I heard like, I heard it's, like, something... Um, I think Marquez was talking about it. Uh, he said um, it's something you have to... Like, we can, like, look at it, like, just videos online. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something... He said it's something you have to experience for yourself to make a really good judgment on it. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I've only seen the videos of people who have I've, yeah, that's all I've seen. Yeah, and when you think about the idea that like you know it's you and me right here doing this podcast, but you can't make it or I can't make it, so we take basically a metaverse goggle and a camera and just a couple things in our hands. Yeah, and this entire room is recreated mm-hmm. here, and your space is recreated where you are. Yeah, and we can interact like this, looking at each other thing is tracking your eyeball movement yeah and it's it's looking at me look at you and then it can look at me look away for half a second of the camera and look back while i'm just doing exactly what i'm doing here yeah i mean we're not tangible so we're not gonna be able to interact by bumping into each other no but, but like it fools you so much into thinking you are that you try not to bump into each other yeah and it's... then you can walk around the whole house or street as well mm-hmm. yeah because it's mapped out it's mapped out yeah so they're building, they're building the planet, the world, a literal virtual version of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like it's, it's too. There's two. I think there's two sides to it. So there's like the everyday usage of what the metaverse is trying to create, mm-hmm. and then you have like the, the I guess the, the the flip side of that would be like what Neuralink is trying to do, where you put the chip in your head, we right. have the and the interfaces with the device, mm-hmm. and then from there you can just do. Uh, you can interface as fast as like you want instead of, instead of like this. Speed of thought. Yeah, speed of thought. So the argument from Facebook's or Meta side is that, um, you know, that's not good for everyday usage. Right. But the, they would, Meta, like Mark Zuckerberg would, will uh, succeed that. He will, uh, he'll, he'll see the point where he says, I can see where that could help out medically. Mm-hmm. But where Elon Musk is talking about is that the, I guess the, the cyborg interface, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So, I think both of those things are just—it's just way too early to tell. Which is like, like, and like, you, and you're these are, like, we can criticize from like such a low level of what what, what these guys are doing. These mm-hmm. guys are like echelons and echelons above. Like, they have the money. They're talking to the, most, the smartest people in the world when it comes to this kind of stuff. So right. we're just like, but we're the ones that are trying, they're trying to create. They're trying to cater For sure. to. Yeah. So like we we are. We're going from being the product to being the consumer again. Yeah, exactly. In a sense, right? Now, mm-hmm. I mean, sooner or later we'll become the product again. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're like, once you hit that, like you're saying that plateau, 
then we go from being the product because they're advertising, they're using us to generate revenue. We've always been, yeah, we've always been the product. We've always been the product. But yeah. for a little while, it seems like we're the consumer again for a little bit. Yeah. But Until we, they find a way to, you know, monetize that as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we become, we become, we start out as guinea pig, then mm-hmm. we, consumer, guinea pig, consumer. Right. So it's tried out on us. If we, if it's, if it, if we, if we bite on it, we're the consumer. Right. And then, uh, so if we don't bite, then we're not going to consume it. So for sure. there's no, uh, um, so they're just wasting billions on trying to make us happy. Just and try, to, yeah. Trying to, and trying to make money off us. So, so much money. Yeah. That's so much money. That's, uh, that's kind of it. We, we hit, Hit a, a bunch of our stuff. Yeah, I was gonna talk about the, uh, the the part of the beauty thing was that Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Oh, it's Jeffrey. such a great, such a great series. Did you watch it? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I was I was put off by the idea the the glorification factor, or like the rock star, like you know, with a lifting off. Yeah, so level. you know what? I, I when these fucking kids. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I was like you. Yeah, but uh, I, like I, I just I just let it go because I'm yeah. like, you know what? Um, it, it's it's it's, it's at the same time, it's, it's not sensationalism. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it. Definitely just watch it. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah. I mean, for me, like it's that the Harry Potter type thing, right? Where I have no problem with Harry Potter. Got no problem with the movies, the books, all that kind of stuff. I watched the first one. I really enjoyed it. I liked all the actors who were part of it, but I just had a couple of people tell me how great it was who were well past the age limit who should have been into it. Yeah. Like you know, forty year olds were like, "Hey man, you know what you should get into Harry Potter." I'm like, "Hey man, you know what you should do." Is not being the kids section of the bookstore because yeah. you look like a fucking pervert. Yeah. So I I didn't read it, mm-hmm. and now it's like all these these like children, these high school kids who are trying to look like Dahmer, and that I'm like nah I'm, I'm good. Oh, those, Whereas, those those kids are already fucked up. Anyway. They're already messed up, right? Yeah. Whereas I will I probably will watch it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I would uh, the th- yeah it's there's the one the, actually there's one director who makes movies where the things he doesn't like. Or the, the the people that or who are in that his movies he doesn't like, he doesn't describe them the way they 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 actually are. He just treats them like garbage. So or he makes them look like garbage. You know who it is? I oh man I I don't know. But if it, if he was still alive, it'd be like Tony Scott. No no it's uh, it's 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 close. It's it's well not close. It's Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah no I see that. Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah. yeah yeah he treats people like shit. Yeah so like, like, like let's say like Inglorious Bastards. Right. Okay. He made Hitler look, look like a buffoon right okay look at uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he did not like Bruce Lee yeah he did and uh, also those uh, the those, Mansons the Mansons right he made them look like a bunch of idiots because that's, that's, all, that's all they were They well they really were a yeah. bunch of idiots yeah he's like yeah he goes I'm not gonna right I'm not gonna tell their side of the story is a big thing because they're yeah. just a bunch of drug you know pot smoking hippies that's all they were it is it is one of the best scenes it is the Batman warehouse fight yeah the, the Brad Pitt last fight is the Batman warehouse fight yeah is for for once upon a time. Yeah, it is. It's that, that's a great movie. That what's her name? Uh, um, Marco Quali is that her name? I don't know who that is. She's one of the. She's the one who uh, Brad Pitt picks up in the car, his car, and he takes he takes her to that. Oh, camp. the original foot girl, the the first foot fetish girl. She uh, puts feet on the dashboard. Oh, that yeah, 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 yeah Tarantino's her. obsessed with feet. Yeah, so he's got like the, she's the one, and then she does the yeah. Sharon Tate thing is the other one. Yeah, right. she's um, uh, I like her. She's a great actress. It is a great actress. She is, yeah. yeah. It's just that's all. That's the only reason. Oh, she's pretty too. I think she's attractive <laughs> as well. She, she's right. actually, she's actually the, she's actually the star in the next Hideo Kojima game. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, there's the trailer for it. Yeah, that's a. She was in it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna knock her. You know what? I'll tell you what. Everybody in that movie did their part. Yeah, that was a great. Because movie. like from from every character who was in it portrayed their version of the character 
perfect ending. Yeah, I think that's one of his. Except for Mike Malone, Bruce Lee. Yo, fuck you. Yeah, that was that was wrong of you. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have done it. You were Quentin. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that scene, like Bruce Lee would just. That's not. That's not. That's. It's not an accurate portrayal of Bruce Lee, but I think that's what he was. That, maybe that's what he was going for. I don't Who think knows. so. I think Quentin Tarantino's gonna beef with Bruce Lee. I think oh. he's. I think he's incredibly wrong on that one thing. That was yeah, yeah. That was the worst part of the movie. That was the worst part of the movie. Yeah, and uh, I will but, not forgive him for that. But uh, the movie itself was, I think, up there with one of his best. Phenomenal. Yeah. I really think so. I think it's it's like right up there with Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I think for me, it's like I think my favorite movies of his were. I think Pulp Fiction is great. Um, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite. Um, there's only, cause I, I think I've just seen it so many times. Um, I think my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is. Where I could watch it again and again, right now is probably the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's really good too. Hateful Eight, and then um, after that, Django, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then uh, Inglorious. I will. Uh, his movies. He doesn't have any weak movies. He does not. No. I all will, his movies are are fantastic. They're all they're all they're all bangers. They're just well written, yeah. well directed, um, really like well, just well shot. The scenery is great. The backgrounds are great. The the cinematography is incredible. Yeah, that, that's why I love Hateful Eight so much because I think Roger Roger Deakins was the different oh, director yeah. of photography and, and like the seventy millimeter. Like I mean, just the crazy. look of that thing alone. Yeah, I'll that's... end us on um on on my favorite Tarantino movie, which isn't even something he directed. True Romance. True Romance. Yeah, I just fucking love True Romance. Yeah, the dialogue in that movie is so good. And oh, then yeah. Tony Scott. I mean, like it's just. The whole movie is one-liners. Just it's all one-liners and wild pieces. Yeah, it has, they're all wild vignettes of. It has the best cast of any movie I've ever seen. It really does, and to me, it's like when you look at, uh, like, uh, Natural Born Killers or True Romance. Yeah. True Romance is the right version of that movie. Yeah. Like Natural Born Killers is so sensationalized, just so bonkers. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah. Whereas like, there's no way that's gonna happen. Whereas you watch True Romance, like I, I could see how I could yeah, end up in that situation. That, that pairing between, t- between Tony Scott and, and uh, Quentin Tarantino was, I think, better than Oliver Stone and uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. And Tarantino, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, homie, that was a uh, a good hour spent. Yeah. We, we went well past an hour there, didn't we? We did. All right. Hour and 13. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a new look. We're, we're same same show. Same same shit that you're used to. Yeah. Just two assholes talking about things they know nothing about. Yeah. Making making decisions of the world that, uh, no that don't gonna, help. No, that no one's going to listen to. No one's going <laughs> to listen to. Making calls for the world that no one's going to listen to. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but, but our hope is that you enjoy it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's how, we, that's how we roll now. Yeah. We're more than a podcast, but not quite a show. Yeah. Sounds like a... That's kind of yeah. No, that's kind of like uh, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is. We're more than a podcast, but not really a show. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, all the names are slightly changing as well. Before we end off on YouTube, now we're at Barely Safe. Mm-hmm. Um, BSFW Podcast. You'll still find on uh, on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of great crap. Maybe not Twitter. Who knows? Maybe yeah. meltdown will kill Twitter. Yeah, exactly. We're not there, but we'll be on Instagram. We'll post more up there as well. Indeed. Well, that, that that's how it's gonna go for you. Indeed, we end on Indeed. Peace out. <laughs>